Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Ask a Death Doula. My name is Suzanne O'Brien. Today, we have a special guest, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and she's got a wonderful thing that she's created. So my loved one and me started out, it's a grief journal, and it started out as a sympathy gift for a friend. And it is a guided journal to assist the grieving process by reflecting on how time spent with a loved one can help you to continue to move forward. Something that we necessarily don't do right now. We're going to talk about why we are so stuck in complicated grief. This is Mary Landry, the author of that beautiful journal. To create it, Mary drew upon her professional design background, Tai Chi and Qigong Chinese medicine training, which I adore, and a lifetime of intuitive experiences. As an instructional and graphic designer, she made the journal inviting and inclusive, regardless of belief systems. As an energy healer, Mary honors death as a natural part of life and reminds us of our connection to all. And as someone who has experienced loss and is an empathetic friend, she provides loving support during the quiet moments when comfort is most needed. Mary is also currently training to become a certified end-of-life doula and care consultant. Mary, welcome to Ask a Death Doula. Thank you. So happy to share this with you. Thank you. I was, everyone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was very moved by the uniqueness of this offering. And so um, I love that you said it was originally created as a gift to a friend. Um, and I love the loved one in me. So we're going to get into it because um, this is so needed and so very special. And we need to have these rituals, containers, pathways that people can access to help them process grief. So we're going to talk all about it. But first, welcome to the show. And I wanted to start out by asking you, how did you come to the idea of creating this beautiful journal? Uh, a friend called me up. It was actually, um, she was uh, suffering through um, losing her dog, right? And mm -hmm. she called me up for support because that's that's a role I play with several friends. And then um, I kind of thought, uh, you know, that I could create something to help her memorialize and capture her experiences of not only um, memories of her loved one, in this case, her dog, yeah. um, but also to to learn from that shared experience and yeah. capture that in some way and then um so as i was doing that i was like oh my god this is this applies to <laughs> people <laughs> to to you know how i've kind of like lived my life by always kind of um reflect when any anybody who's been close to me i've always kind of just measured like what what I've learned from them and I've yeah. always kind of like explored the qualities that they offer in life and um what that meant to me and so then I've always appreciated and cherished that and um realized that it's it's been a lifelong um approach that I've always had and that has always helped me through difficult times so 
That's interesting. And it's really something that we don't have uh, as an understanding that philosophy anymore. And last about 120 years, we've completely created a lack of awareness and almost like this, this maybe death can happen. Maybe it won't, maybe it's optional. Don't prepare for it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> um, and that's, and that's on so many levels. It's so tragic because yeah. we miss on just the value of every single day, the beauty that that the gift of that day, and then also not even from a practical standpoint, planning, even in just some fundamental ways, when it shows up, it makes it a 1000 times more difficult. But mm -hmm. what happens too is that the celebration of life, like just like you shared that what did I learn from that person? What are those moments, those gifts, all of it, we can carry on and do forever and ever and ever. And what happens in trauma and things that are heavy is our brains usually go right to those painful memories. So I always call it like a highlight reel because this is very important when we process grief mm -hmm. is that right now it's not going well for people. And so it shows up because hundred percent it will, no matter what, how much we try and outrun it when we're not prepared and we don't talk about it and we don't even live with the awareness one day, it will happen. It usually is not going well for most people or as well as it could go. And they're remembering all of those moments of pain, shock, whatever they see. And they, we forget about all the richness that, 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 Exactly. Whether it's a dog or a cat or a person, which by the way, there's no diminishing animals here. In fact, right. there's something absolutely. even more intense. So I absolutely love that you just shared that because when we can bring back this awareness and knowledge to people in general is that that person is never gone. And when you can replace the highlight, what I call the highlight reel of the painful memories to these memories that you're talking about that you can do in your journal, mm -hmm. every time then you look back on that, you're bringing up those gorgeous moments that have a completely different energetic frequency and really allow us to move past a heavy, painful part of grief into um, a more healthy one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't, I, I might. Uh, say instead of replace I might say transform because it's um, in my life experience it's the difficult times and working accepting the difficult times and working with those difficult times that help shape and hone who you are oh, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and, and influence your growth process so they're like gems that contribute to your personal growth and uh, make you shine and and appreciate your own humanity in the process so. I think the hardest things we go through in life are our greatest teachers and our greatest gifts absolutely I know <laughs> I know they don't always seem like it at the time but like having right. that faith and so when I say replace I mean just the highlight reel so that freeze frame exactly movie, uh, yeah. just sort of try and change that but of course yeah everything and and you know the wisdom of our end of life patients is the best teachings that there is to offer on how to live and they talk about that everything was meant even the hard stuff, especially the hard stuff. So, I mean, for yeah. us to hear, it's like from the mouth of babes, right? For us to be able to share you and I as practitioners working at the bedside of those at the end of life, which many people 
you know, it's the number one fear in the world for us to be able to share that wisdom, that perspective with others can really help them to change their relationship and to be able to step into something that's very natural Yeah, and take, and take part in these beautiful things. So you wrote this, okay, so you wrote this journal and I love your background to graphic designer, but also explain the Tai Chi and how, and the Qigong, how did, how did that, is that influenced in the journal? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I can, I woke up through when I was studying Tai Chi and, um, and then Qigong and that's how I became familiar with. Can you explain more when you say woke up? Can you just share? Just the the energy mechanics of who we are as a person, you know, our physical state, our spiritual state, our emotional state, our, um, you know, our energetic state. And, um, that became my toolbox for which to explore the 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 depth, my own personal depth of yeah. uh, who I am as somebody living in this world. Um, it it shaped my understanding of how we are basically spirit <laughs> experiencing okay. life in this physical body. I yeah. want to hold on to that for a minute because I really want people to hear this. So we talk a lot in doula givers and, and all over about that we're human beings, right? Human yeah. being. And I often will say that at the end of life, it's so beautiful when people's physical bodies diminishing, their spiritual bodies growing. And to mm-hmm. watch the birth of this in its completeness, because organically we're there. But for mm-hmm. you, you just shared is everything for people to hear because we can do practices to get yes. in touch with our being part now. And it can allow us to access a part of us that is always at peace, that is always full, that is always in its completion. And then be able to, I don't want to say navigate, that's the wrong word, life. Go through life with this beautiful pathway that is almost magical because I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we have so much going on and we do in the human experience and the world in that place, when we are able to have this as our path and our guide, because we stepped into it, we did the work and we're trusting in that guidance. This journey is completely different. And I just want to share, this is what created all of doula givers, everything we do. It's because of that moment that working with hospice patients transformed me and allowed me to connect to that part that you're talking about, knowing the, mm-hmm. knowing the meaning part. And I said, Oh, that's how this works. It's not what do I think it's what do I feel from my right. heart. And I said, I'm never going to make another decision other than following that guidance, that knowing, and it keeps leading me on this magical path and everyone has access to this. And I, I want everyone to know it's available because it is difficult in this human experience or it can be. And yeah. when you have this place that's home, and this is again, what end of life patients say, they say that we're not these bodies. I'm not this cancer, that there is no death. So I love that you gave, I think you gave a lot of listeners a real tool about Qigong and, and Tai Chi. And so to step into that, because I think people are like, well, how can I um, yeah. strengthen? relationship yeah yeah and so for me that was my access point I know that you know other people um, get it through prayer and meditation um, and yoga and you know direct physical like running like the high from running I mean there's all these access points and I got it from working in hospice and you got absolutely 
Um, so the, um, in addition to that, the Qigong, the Chinese medicine, I mean, I became aware of the energy mechanics and then it also kind of lit me up as a teacher healer type of thing. And, um, and so that gave me the foundation from which to then experience, you know, um, how I approached, um, my, the, the, experiences I have from my parents passing and, and the grief process that I went through. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, it, it all became a toolbox uh, from which to, there's an inner strength there that I firmly believe everyone has. They just need tools to access it. And isn't it interesting because I think we're all taught to look outside for the answers. Right. And they're up there. They've been there. And only you can unlock them. Right. Exactly. Talk about this strengthening of your being part. The connection is that um, it'll always guide you on your path of purpose and what you're supposed to be doing. And so it'll give you that. And we know what that feels like is it feels really good when you get an idea and you get inspired. But then it's up to us to take that inspired action step, which I think mm-hmm. most people block it. So you took the inspired action step and you created this journal. So can you tell us a little bit about the journal, what's in there and what people can expect? Yeah. So, um, well, I come, I come from a empathetic background, right. And yeah. I come from, and I come from a place of respecting everyone is on their own journey. Yes. So the journal itself is purposely meant to be um, inviting without mm-hmm. overwhelm and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of helps neutral in a way. And so it kind of helps people understand, um, you know, it captures, it helps them speak from their own perspective. And their right. own experiences, it's purposely yeah. not a prescribed outcome or a, pre- a prescribed uh, toolbox. It's It leaves the openness for everybody's individual experiences. Um, and it also, I wanted to be particularly sensitive to people who have struggled with, had difficulties with people um, that, you know, even some to the point that, they've had a lot of personal pain and it's difficult for them to call someone a loved one when they're in the thick of it. Right. Until they come through it on the other side and they learn um, just how it helped benefit them and their own personal growth, difficult experiences. Right. Like we've mentioned before. Can you unpack that a little bit? Because this is important. I just want clarity around that. When you say when somebody's having an end of life and it's difficult for the the person to even call them a loved one is that because of dynamics and strife and things yeah well there's there's a range you know anybody there is a range anyone who influences you be it a positive influence or a a difficult influence just it shapes you in your perspective and um you know often in our culture the filter that we assume is the right approach or the right way to be is that you have a loving relationship. And if you don't have a loving relationship, then um, you're lacking something. And yeah. that's, that's not how this works. Yeah, that's not how it works. And the that's loving not, relationship, everybody, that's not how this works. 
<laughs> you are perfectly in the you are perfectly perfect where you are. That's not how this works, right? Yeah. Exactly. And um, so I want to help encourage people. <laughs> I love to understand that. that dynamic is, yes. you know, yeah. It, really it's all it's it's a filter that you uh, just have to work through. And I think like the more we talk about being honest and authentic, just in this whole human experience, because everyone's just putting shiny posts up on, on social media. I'm not yeah. really, <laughs> and, and that's not real either, guys. That's not how right. it works. So, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I often will say that grief has no set way and no set timeline. And that's perfect. The way that people grieve is the perfect way for them. And I love that you gave exactly. that. But I also want to talk a little bit more about this and it's very true because we have a lot of families that this is applies to because it's it's what it is this is how it works is that they did not have a close relationship or maybe a very loving positive relationship with a loved one and now that loved one's dying are they required that they have to actually show up and do the care i mean it's going to be different for everyone but i want people to know that that is not right. a given that is not just because this is your family member relative, that it's not a given that you need to show up and do that. If you don't feel that that's safe or healthy or whatever that is, yeah. it is perfect. That is, there are other ways that that person can get the care. Um, mm -hmm. I had this show up. And so I think that's important to, because I think we assume that, oh, well, it's our parent. We have to. Not always, not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that yeah. was great that you let you let that gift in there because that's a big one. And the more we have conversations around the truth around mm -hmm. not only end of life, but life, the more healthy we can have this experience. And it's really important to do that because everyone is, again, looking to what's being posted as reality. And that's not yeah. reality. Um, so we, have yeah. Or, or when someone passes, you know, we memorialize, um, the positive aspects <laughs> of that person, you know, we kind of like let go of, of the, the stuff that can, that is not so bright and shiny and, um, but they exist. And, um, at the time, I mean, at the time when my dad's passing, he was the first person, you know, both my parents lived to 90 and older and um so at the and my dad was the first one to pass and at the time of my dad's passing I was working with a shaman and I said oh my dad's about to pass what can I do what should I do and because I was in I you know at this point I had a lot of um energy mechanics and massage techniques and I knew I could help him pass yeah and she said to me He's on his way. This is about your personal journey. <laughs> and yeah. And what an eye opener. So yeah. to me, so when I went through it, five other siblings, right? I, I saw them go through their own personal journeys, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their own reactions um, to his passing and and I kind of saw it through the filter of like everybody's on their own pathway and they're gonna they're gonna experience it however they're gonna experience it That's there's right. some some common overlap often not <laughs> yeah. so you know and isn't that fascinating you know when we work at end of life you could have you know seven people in the family and each person is having their own unique relationship with that same end of life experience yes 
yeah. because of their, and, and, and it's very, it can be, and usually is very different. So I love that. Um, I do want to share a little bit about what Oprah said, because again, I always ref- say if Oprah doesn't know what to do, none of us know what to do. This is- <laughs> I love Oprah. <laughs> but this is important because end of life doesn't care who you are, how much money you have, yeah. what you look like, you know, it's this, it's the u- unifier in our humanity. And many people, she talks about it all the time that, you know, she had, she did not have a very healthy relationship positive relationship with her birth mother and it her mother was dying and she goes to see her and she tells it she's just such a good storyteller too and she's just like okay so I'm there and she's like and I don't know what to say so I start like looking at the pamphlets and the books and everything and I'm just like uh it's like talk about you know the memories you had she's like I don't have any she's like I don't know what to do she's like okay I'm gonna go and she's just like all right, I don't know what, I'm going to go now. And the woman's, and her mom's like, okay, bye. And she knows she's close to dying. And she's just like, she yeah. leaves, she's just like, no, 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 that's not. She literally says she took a plane, said, I have to go back. Cause she's like, you, you would tell other people, like you were caught, like get back there. And she's like, but I just don't have the tools. And she, she went back again. And she had one of her friends who was this great, beautiful gospel singer sing amazing grace and something opened for her like you talked mm-hmm. about and she said to her she's she, they they kind of got it like there was there something happened energetically there and her mother was really feeling that beautiful song and she said i wish you only peace i wish you only peace and you know love and i think that no matter how complex and they're meant to be complex for the learning of these relationships, which there's probably nothing more complex than parents, um, or at least they're on the top tier. Yeah. When you can wish somebody peace, you know, I think we can all, no matter what that, that looks like, I think that's such a great, it's just a great offering um, because again, it's about us and it frees mm-hmm. us in that same moment, but it also can provide, and you don't even have to physically be in the room with somebody to offer them that. But I think we right. can all reach into our hearts and offer others peace, whatever that means for them, because we're all on our individual journeys. So yeah. the heart is the pathway to that. The heart is the pathway to that. You know, grief and joy are experienced via the heart. You know, the heart's, and it's just, the heart's your compass and it's whatever direction you point it at any given time is you know how you're going to experience something yeah they've actually studied the heart energy the frequency and it's like three or four times greater than your brain so it's really Mm -hmm. your heart guidance which is where you want to dip into and where you want to you know take all not only all of your direction but just you know sit in that energetic frequency because it's so beautiful i love the fact that your book your journal is meeting people exactly where they are and it's for Mm -hmm. That is so rich. That is so important. And I love journaling because it's only for you. You don't have to show it to anyone and you can be as clear and honest and you've given everyone a gift to meet themselves right exactly where they are. And that is perfect because that that is what we need to do, not only in the journal, but with each other in the world, meeting each other right no judgment. So Mary, I love that. Can I also just say, you know, yeah. if you've had healthy relationships <laughs> with oh, and that would be great yeah. past, right? Um, you know, y- you're going to experience, you may experience a sense of loss that is avoid. Like, you know, um, there's a, there's 
for a parent losing a child. I mean, there's a, there's a sense of purpose, the a void that's created from that sense of purpose that's gone. And um, in the physical lifetime, right? Because of the roles that you played with each other and or, or grief just as um, a change in what was familiar, right? A loved one passing who struggled through disease or something is still your familiar path and something's changed <laughs> you know um you still got to work through that and you know there's there's inner strength and then there's there's the gifts from the person who has passed who can support you through your journey if you remain open-hearted um and don't Absolutely. close down you know yeah. Um, so, so, you know, losing a loved one who was a, a positive influence on you yes. is, um, you know, you don't realize <laughs> just, just how that, um, it, it's going to be a completely different journey from somebody who had a difficult relationship. And I, and I tried to remain open. I tried to like leave that open regardless, uh, in I the love journey. That. I love that. And I love the fact of really highlighting that this is really for the person that's doing the healing, regardless of what the relationship was. This is for you that we all need to process and have closure and things of that nature. And just from a higher frequency perspective, everything in our lives has meaning and has gifts. And we know that even the especially the most painful things can be our greatest teachers if we can be able to access what it's trying to teach us from an evolution. So just keeping your heart open, loving Mm -hmm. yourself, caring for yourself and knowing um, to be as with yourself as you would be with your best friend or with somebody else. I love I love the idea of this journal and I love the fact that you brought in, you know, animals because that to me, when you were talking about the positive relationship, because really there's no, there's usually no negatives to them. They're so loving and unconditionally present, but there's such a right. void. And also, you know, what was coming up for me as children, we really need to be sharing with children how to process and always be able to hold um, the same way. Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And they, and they can, they can guide you. <laughs> well, they're so yeah. smart. And, and we, yeah. we them down. so I mean, giving so these tools that we're sharing now can be used on so many levels and really need to be because the truth is those experiences and what that person brought to our lives mm. never goes away. And it's just mm-hmm. a question of how we process that and get to that beautiful place where those are the, uh, the gifts. Exactly. Yep. Mary, I love it so much. It. How, how can people get this beautiful journal of yours? Um, Amazon.com. It's okay. A, uh, um, you know, you, you just, um, you just put in my loved one. Okay, I'm going to put the link down below everybody. Great. So my loved one and yeah. me, absolutely beautiful. I encourage everyone. Yeah, let's see it. Thank you. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, I encourage you. everyone to get this because we all, we all have things that, and even if it's something from your past, this is a great moment that it's yeah. always time. Yeah. That you can yeah, still. As I was developing it, you know, one, one, one tool as an instructional designer uh, that I've learned through the years is, you know, you uh, share this with people uh, as you're developing it. And so I shared it with somebody who um, 
had lost her father fairly recently. And so I assumed she was going to do it according to that loss. But instead, she did it according to uh, her mother, who had passed away several years prior to that time. And she yeah. said it changed her perspective on life and death. <laughs> like it literally changed her perspective and healed a very Absolutely. difficult relationship. Yeah. And it's all about changing perspective. I, I can tell you right yeah. now, this is a fantastic gift to give somebody who has just gone through a recent cluster is going through one because it's just, we often feel, what can I do for that person? How can I help? This exactly. is really a beautiful exactly gift to give. Mary Landry, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. Thank Absolutely you. love it. Um, and so everyone will have that link down below. Get your journal. I'm going to get mine. I can't wait and I'll share more. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank everyone. you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Ask a death doula. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks everybody. <laughs> Bye.